0: The following program may contain views, ideas, and opinions that have been produced by the hosts and their guests and are not reflective of Qixie 98.3 or Sky Tower Communications. For questions, comments, and concerns, email us at news at wqxe.com.
1: Good morning and welcome to today's program. I'm Zach Epperson. The past couple of weeks, we've talked about and focused on some local organizations that have felt the impact of COVID-19 as many people look to them for their services. And this morning, we'll highlight another one. This morning, we're welcoming on Jamie Thomas, the Director of Communications and Marketing at Feeding America, Kentucky's Heartland, talking about how the organization has been meeting the needs of many families and individuals in this community. So we welcome her on now. Uh, Jamie, how are you doing this morning? Good.: So we have you on uh, the program to talk about uh, feeding America and just what they've had to go through uh, during the pandemic. Certainly, it's, it's impacted so many organizations, you know, especially feeding America, with you know, people all of a sudden facing uh, food insecurity problems. And so it's a pleasure to have you on the show to talk about that. and to start off with a pretty general question, uh, but for listeners who might not know, what is feeding America? What is the mission of the organization? Um.
0: Well, our mission is that no one in our service area goes to bed hungry. We are one of um, 200 food banks in the Feeding America National Corporation. Um, and we um, we serve 42 counties in Southern, Central, and Western Kentucky. And um, we help feed nearly a quarter of a million people. And how it works is we, we bring in food to um, our warehouse through, um, through USDA contracts, um, leveraging our buying power and some, some is donated. So we bring it all in and then we distribute it to more than 230 partner agencies in our, in our service area and they give, send it out to the public. So, in a
1: normal year, what kind of demand um, have you found that Feeding America sees for their service? Of course, you all have a wide variety of services, but you know, obviously, food insecurity being the main one. What kind of service do you all have usually seen?
0: In the year, the fiscal year that ended uh, June 2019, we distributed more than 16 million pounds of food, and um, which was two million pounds over the year before. And this last fiscal year that ended in um, June of 2020, we um, bumped that up to nearly 20 million pounds of food um, distributed. And, you know, right now we've got since December or from June through December, we've distributed already 11 million pounds of food. So, you know, we've still got six months to go on that count. So we're, um, we're well above normal.
1: Absolutely. And so I want to go into the, my uh, next point. But, you know, w- when the pandemic hit, of course, you know, it didn't catch everybody by surprise. We all kind of knew it was coming, but still the effects were uh, pretty uh, widespread. But what was the initial reaction uh, of the organization, best you can describe, when that pandemic hit?
0: Um, you know, it, it put a big wrench in the food bank industry. Um, and, you know, it came at a time when more f- food was needed you know our services were needed more than ever and our food supply actually decreased because of the food supply chain shortage and um, we adapted to make sure that we were able to provide food to people who needed it and um, we, um, we purchased food instead of relying on donated food from manufacturers and retail and um, changed the distribution model So to no no contact drive through mass distribution so that clients could be protected um, as well as volunteers and staff. And um, we have been and continue to closely monitor our service area, all the counties in our service area um, to make sure that the demand for food doesn't overwhelm the partner agencies. And once it does, Um, we, or if it does, we would implement, um, emergency mobile food pantries so that we could, you know, get more food into the areas that needed it. And, you know, some of those were one-time things. Some of those are still ongoing. So, you know, we're just, we're seeing the need and we're fulfilling it. You know you brought up mobile food
1: pantries, and I'm glad you, you we talked about that you know me and you had talked about that before, and you all had several instances of that uh in Town. was that was one of those instances where you saw a large demand for food and, and you know I think as you've said before you meeting people where they are and going out there in the community
0: right right mhm and um some of those were were grant funded you know we um we were provided funds to to do those distributions and you know those are especially helpful because we are able to go into areas that aren't always served you know and and provide a place where we can just set up and people drive through you know we'll put the box in their trunk and then they drive on so mobile food pantries are are very helpful for those areas that need it
1: I want to get back. You'd mentioned something a second ago about, you know, making some of those adjustments when the pandemic hit, not being able to go and get some of the, uh, you know, the produce or the food from some of the uh, grocery stores or whatever. I remember, you know, there was a lot of, you know, it, it was a sad sight. You know, a lot of the food was having to go to waste because we didn't know, you know, the transmission of the virus and different foods. How big of a wrench, and you said that word, did that throw in, in the plans of, you know, well, now we've got to figure out how to get food from somewhere else?
0: Right. And, and I wasn't involved in that operation side. So, you know, I can't speak a hundred percent on it, but I know that, um, we were able to just pivot a bit you know to make sure that we were getting the food that we needed. So
1: uh moving on now, mean you've talked before about volunteers and how big of a part that is uh for this organization. So when when COVID-19 first uh took over, you know, were you all able to continue volunteer services as normal or did that also have to change?
0: I think in the beginning, we tried to keep the volunteer center open, uh but a lot of our volunteers are um retired or, you know, at, at a greater risk for getting the COVID-19 pandemic or, you know, all of that. And so um, we, they stopped coming, which is very understandable. And so we closed it for a bit. However, in April, uh, the National Guard came and basically saved the day. So they've been with us since April and they're, you know, packing our emergency food boxes, our senior boxes, packing the bags for the backpack program. Bags and but we have been able to open back up, not quite to the extent that it was before, because before it was drop in, everybody's welcome, come spend an hour and volunteer. But um, now, because of restrictions and because we have to keep everyone safe, we schedule those uh, volunteers. So we have a steady stream of, of volunteers and people who volunteer regularly with us, but you know, they have to be scheduled, everyone has to wear masks. And we, you know, we don't have like two groups working together.
1: Yeah, the backpack program, you know, that's a program that a lot of people know about, but maybe not know that Feeding America uh, is behind that. You know, even now as schools have gotten back, but, you know, they shift between NTI and in-person all the time. Uh, have you all been able to, to continue that program? It's very important, you know, keeping kids, you know, uh, free from hunger. It's a, it's a big part of keeping a healthy community.
0: Right, right, and and you know, for people who don't know, the 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 backpack program bags are um, they're bags of food that are given to um, food insecure children in a normal year on the Friday at at the end of the week at school, and they take it home so that they can have food to eat over the weekends. Um, because you know, at school they're getting breakfast and lunch, so this just provides you know something to tide them over. Um, and those are identified by the uh, school guidance counselors and resource offices officers. Um, so, you know, we're still sending out the backpack bags, but um, it's a struggle because school, a lot of schools aren't in session. So, you know, it's just trying to be able to fulfill that need still because the need is still there. Absolutely. It
1: doesn't go away just because of a pandemic. Like you said, it makes right. it, uh, makes it worse. Sometimes. Um, we talked about food distributions, you know, they've gained a lot of, uh, uh, much attention and use by community members. And that's good to see, you know, during the pandemic, um, talk about those distributions and what have you seen for them? You know, have y'all seen that uh, do the numbers back up a lot of people using them?
0: Our partner agencies, they continually have food distributions, you know, some once a month, some multiple times, you know, um, But we, we can also offer the mobile food pantry distributions and, you know, as we said, they allow us to meet people where they are, where they're living, Um, you know, if, especially if they're in a food desert, then we can quickly mobilize and um, go into these areas with the food and we're, um, we always see long lines, you know, there's always people waiting Right, you know, even before the the time that we say we're going to be there, we always have a line of cars waiting. And, you know, we always distribute the majority of the boxes, whether it's 300 boxes or 1,000 boxes.
1: Now, I have to. Uh, I have to give a kudos to you. Uh, you recently, you were uh, you, your qu- quote from you were featured in the New York Times in an opinion piece, uh, and it was a really moving uh, quote that you you talked about uh, a family um, detailing what what it's been like for them coming uh, getting through the pandemic and what kind of service you all have provided for them. Uh, is it um, not a pat on the back, but is it is it is it a, f- a good feeling to know that you know? Even though times are tough, you all are providing a much needed service for people who, who are hurting.
0: Right. And and it is. It's 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 awesome that we are there when these people need it, Um, you know, and and those numbers are rising all the time. So, you know, the fact that we can go into these places and help these people. And, you know, I talk to, I talk to a lot of people at these distributions. Um, I like to get their stories. I like to know where they are in life and, and um, you know, how, what this food means for their situation. And, um, you know, like at one of the distributions last month, I spoke with this woman named Nicole and um, she, her fiance, you know, worked full time, had a great job but he was recently diagnosed with this debilitating illness, which meant he couldn't work anymore. So they went from a very good income to no income. And, um, you know, she said it was very humbling at first to go and and pick up these food boxes, but now she's just grateful that we're there. And I hear, um, a lot of stories like that. People have lost their jobs because of the pandemic. They've, um, you know, had hours cut, you know, some of them are working full time to pay their bills, but they don't have much extra for food. And so that's where we're, that's where we come in to help fulfill that need. That's great. Like you said, you know, it's great that you you know you're helping people, but it's
1: also you, know, you see the situation and that's it's it's a it's a sobering thing as well. Uh, as we as we near the end of our interview here, I want to ask you, as we sit here today, uh, how does demand for your all services look? Are the numbers, do they continue to increase? Are you seeing any kind of plateau?
0: What's that been like? Um, they continue to grow we um, you know, we're still at 20 percent above demand for our services. And, and so we, you know, continue to see more families than ever before visiting these, um, food banks and, and they are families. It's, it's families with children who have been hit the hardest. So, you know, the numbers are continuing to rise. And this is something that we're going, we're going to have to, um, deal with or, or or see the effects of for years to come you know this is not once the once everybody's able to go back to work normally or or once you know we can stop wearing our masks it's going to be over no that's not the case this is going to be something that we're going to see the effects of for a long time
1: do you think that kind of uh, uh, focuses you all in to think that it's're you're, you're in it for the long haul that you know this is going to be something you're you're committed to for for several years to come.
0: Right. Absolutely. And, and we are committed, you know, we've, the people who work f- at Feeding America, Kentucky's Heartland, you know, we're there because we want to be, and we, um, and we want to help people.
1: It's, it's, it's great to hear as we wrap up our interview here. Uh, and again, thank you so much for, for joining us, for those who, who might feel compelled to, to help the organization at this time, how can they help you all?
0: Um, you know, They can always donate funds, you know, goes a long way, Um, $1 provides nine pounds of food, which is eight meals. So, you know, every little bit helps and they can do that on our website that is feedingamericaky.org. But a lot of people are in the situation that they can't donate. And and in that case, they can always volunteer at our volunteer center. Um, They have to schedule an appointment, uh, but, um, or schedule a time. And, you know, even just getting the word out and talking about who we are and what we do goes a long way for helping us. And and
1: lastly, for those who might find themselves in need of food, how can they contact you all to, to gain that help?
0: We, um, on our website, again, feedingamericaky.org, we have um, a little button that says find help. And... But that's um, it provides information for our partner agencies by county and they can look on that and find when the distribution date is for their county or, you know, when these um, food pantries are open and their contact information. So all of that is on there. We also sometimes post on our social media, our Facebook page, um, which is the Feeding America KY and uh, they can they can find information there as well.
1: Very important information and in what you all do. It's, it's, a, it's a great thing for the community. Jamie Thomas, the Director of Communications and Marketing for Feeding America, Kentucky's Heartland, joining me. Jamie, great to talk with you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. If you want a recap of today's forum, you can get that by going to our website, wqxc.com, and clicking on the Media tab. For 98 98.3, I'm Zach Epperson.